Welcome to an emergency edition of the Great Shot Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Breaking news out of Indian Wells. The event canceled due to concerns about the coronavirus. So many implications from this cancellation, tennis-wise and off the court as well. Is this going to be the only event canceled? Are we going to see more events canceled in the future? I want to talk about that and more, and there is no better person to join us to have that discussion than the man who broke the news that Indian Wells was being canceled on Twitter. Might have honestly been the person who informed all of these players that, hey, you're not going to be playing this week. New York Times writer Ben Rothenberg, host, of course, also of the No Challenges Remaining podcast. Ben, hey, great shot, and thank you for agreeing to do this on such short notice. Alex, it is always a pleasure. Great shotting with you. I Yeah, I, I got the email basically from Indian Wells is how I found out, and a lot of players are like, oh, it's so unfair that we found out on social media, not some other way, but like they all just were on social media more than their emails. It's their fault. <laughs> I mean, I think it was roughly simultaneous, but, um, you know, it was late. I think that's the main thing I will say at the beginning of this decision is that we were sort of all like kind of, you know, side-eyeing this tournament coming up for the last few days. And, and they finally canceled pretty much at the last possible moment, like just before they had to put out a, a women's quality draw in order of play for tomorrow. Yeah. And they canceled. Um, so they really did wait a long, long time. And yeah, it was, and even if they were going to be, I was supposed to fly out there tomorrow or Monday, recording this on Monday, early Monday, my time. Uh, yeah, even if they started, the odds they were going to finish just felt low. No, I, I think it was ominous when early in the week you saw a bunch of, I mean, I saw, I don't, I don't know if this is everyone, but in general, you saw a bunch of college teams canceling their spring break trips, uh, big non-sporting events, South by Southwest. South and by then, Southwest. And then one, Ultra yeah. Music Festival as well in Miami getting canceled, this, or at least postponed, I think they said, till later on in the year. It was ominous, and you talk about you had that feeling. Was this a discussion that it was getting kicked around, do you think, for a while? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, completely. I mean, like, certainly there was other reporter friends and stuff we were talking about how South by Southwest was the one that was like, when that happened, that happened on Thursday, I believe they canceled. Or maybe Friday, Friday. They might have canceled on Friday. When that cancels, like, how, if you're, and if you're anyone else, how do you justify going on when South by Southwest, which is a very similar event logistically in a lot of different ways, it's a big international event with tens of thousands of people coming each day. And, you know, if that has concerns, what what makes you think that Indy Wells could survive the concerns that uh, South by Southwest has? And, you know, and the breaking point seemed to be there being a case in, like, the nearby area in the Coachella Valley region it seemed to be what forced their hand. But honestly, it has that there weren't going to be any cases popping up with all these people coming around from all over the world, including many affected areas from China to northern Italy to Seattle. <laughs> I mean, like, people are going to be coming from all over for Indian Wells. And so, I don't know. It just seemed like if you're taking the virus that seriously, that one case is enough to do it, like one straw will break the camel's back. There was fields of straw out there if you just looked ahead. <laughs> no, certainly. And, you know, we saw this weekend with Davis Cup, right? There were no, you know, players were handling their own towels. I think in the Japan rub, or in the Japan match, there were no fans in attendance there. Uh, There's all of these different sort of, I saw Indian Wells with all of their various precautions. They were going to have, you know, ball boys were going to be wearing gloves and there were going to be no towel people, puree stations. They were clearly preparing to have the event amid this concern, but you brought it up. They had their first confirmed case in Coachella Valley 
Do you think if because today was the Indian Wells Challenger final between Steve Johnson and Jack Sock, and it was a packed yeah. house, and you know they had a really good crowd there at Indian Wells. But do you think had that uh, case not been confirmed that they would have tried to go on with the event? Uh, they were clearly waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think yes. I think that seems this seemed the way they phrased it. It was this thing happened, and so we are canceling not because of the growing swell of cancellations and health concerns. It seemed to be like they point to a very specific incident, which is one person being diagnosed in the Coachella Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and maybe that person would be, it was nowhere near the tennis and would not have affected it at all. You don't know, but they really did wait. Yeah. They were holding matches there on that venue today. Players were there practicing today. So yeah, very, very last minute decision. I'm personally grateful <laughs> that I was only, fl- I was flying out tomorrow and lots of people are already there. Uh, and players, media, stuff alike, and having to cancel or try to get refunds once you've already started a trip is much tougher. So um, luckily I won't lose too much money on this trip, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's rough for everybody involved. And certainly the tournament will lose a lot of money as well. We'd hope they'd have insurance or something, but they also have Larry Ellison, so they're fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, without a doubt, and it's interesting that you say I was also planning to travel out there this Thursday. Uh, I was going to get to cover a USC-UCLA match beforehand, get to be there the second weekend as well for the college tennis. It was going to be my first Indian Wells, and I am Uh, curious. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for you. Indian Wells, it's my first in three years. Indian Wells is lovely. Uh, They say it's the best out there, the best place to go, even sometimes, some say better than the majors. Well, (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, Indian Wells, I have complicated feelings about Indian Wells, I will say generally, but I think that Indian Wells is a lovely place to be. It's an absolute tennis bucket list place. The weather's usually perfect. The, you know, it's a beautiful setting. Everyone's in a good mood. Things are really nice there. It's very beautiful looking. I mean, it has gotten a little bit overcrowded and overbuilt, I think, in the last few years. I went for the first time. Indian Wells in 2008 and it had I think a little bit more probably charm than it than it does now I think it's gone a bit uh it's sold out a bit in some ways but you know it's still a great tournament I'm still I still hope you get out there soon yeah in some year to come because it, it's a lovely place to be did you ever go there for any sort of college tennis event I know they host a lot of other tennis stuff no never been on it the, on the site and this is making light of a serious situation but Indian Wells you didn't give me a press pass this year this is your fault this is karma coming back they to didn't? bite them no they rejected oh. me I know that's its own issue that's a we can put that on the side they had this coming <laughs> yeah, exactly but karma. you know I'm curious because we talked about South by Southwest we talked about Ultra but in your opinion given tennis's clientele we'll say for fans it's oftentimes it's an older crowd it's you know elderly wealthier people who go to these events in person. How much do you think that played a factor as well? Because yeah, I feel like not that a tennis fan is more predisposed to get the coronavirus than a non-tennis fan. Do you think you know that was the biggest concern? Why do you think they ultimately pulled the trigger and said, you know, we just can't have this event? Look, I think from what it was, from my reading of this press release, it looks like the county forced their hand. That the county said, we have a state of emergency, you can't have your tournament. You know, I'm not sure it was really their idea. They were just sort of following orders or, or couldn't do something to 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 keep it going. Because, yeah, you mentioned the elderly. Uh, absolutely. And Indian Wells, more than almost any other tournament, has a reputation for having older fans. Basically, like, Indian Wells and Eastbourne are the two tournaments that are, like, essentially in retirement communities. <laughs> um, seriously. And, like, and so, like, the volunteers at Indian Wells, who are great and lovely people, are almost all in their 70s and maybe even 80s sometimes. And just, like... You know, people who are who love tennis, who li- go out to live in Palm Springs from somewhere, usually western half of the continent, a lot of Canadians out there, too. And, uh, 
and just you know love tennis and love the warm weather and they're older people for sure and that's a that's a common common thread at Indian Wells is yeah so those were people I was worried about all these provisions they came out with earlier in the week about like ball boys wearing gloves that felt like a little bit of a you know trying to put a band-aid on a volcano like it just it didn't make much sense I think the writing was on the wall for this tournament and and just the questions I think are really are, are about the timing and if they had any business waiting this long to cancel. Yeah. How much do you think the 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 last minute decision that the nature of this decision uh, is impacted by the fact that there's no players union, that it's not the players saying, hey, we as a union are saying it is too dangerous right now for us to be traveling across the globe and playing all of these events. You know, I feel like that is one of the other takeaways from this. And yeah, for the players finding out on Twitter, that's not that big of a deal. I agree with you. It's 2020 news breaks on Twitter in every realm of the world, you know, every profession across the world. But just the hastily put together parts of this, I mean, think about the the guy who I want to point to, the, the obvious one, he's been vocal on Twitter already. A guy like Mitchell Kruger, who got a wild card into this event. He's not oh, someone... I haven't seen him. Yeah, let, me, he, let, me, let me look up Mitchell Kruger's tweets one second. He, yeah, because he's not inside the top 100. I can talk through this, give you some time. Believe me, I could talk through anything, Benny. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for, uh, for okay. Mitchell Kruger, a guy like him who, you know, this was going to be a huge prize money boon for him. This was going to, if he won a match or two, just points-wise, to accumulate that yep. many points, he'd never... He's not, just those opportunities are few and far between for players not ranked inside the top 100 or for Masters events on the men's side inside the top 50. And I mean, you know, it applies for both the men and women here who aren't going to get this sort of chance. Uh, How do you see the fallout from that going? Do you think Indian Wells will, you know, maybe reimburse players' expenses for coming even though they're not having the event or any of that sort of thing? Or do you think it's really just going to be a free-for-all? Look, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these tweets now, and, and I'm, I'm in the same boat, as I mentioned. You know, I, I have lost money on Indian Wells 2020 as, as an event myself, uh, just as a freelancer. And tennis players are all kind of independent contractors in that way, uh, including Mitchell Kruger. And, you know, it's just it happened earlier this year already with the Budapest tournament, WTA, getting canceled for that was more logistical screw-ups than any sort of pandemic. But, you know, these things happen. There is risk involved in and being an independent contractor, being a freelancer. And I don't think there'll be any sort of money paid to the players. I'd be surprised. Um, but, you know, almost all of them, even the Mitchell Krugers, you know, they're, this is not going to break the bank for them. It's, it, 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 it sucks. And that's the technical term for it. It sucks. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's unideal and it's rough and it's too bad. But, you know, they're not, are they owed anything? Eh, I don't know. I don't think there's anything really guaranteed in, in the sport the way it's set up. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, and of course, you know, the, you you mentioned this tweet, and of course for Roger Federer, this is the one time he's injured and not playing, so he doesn't have to deal with any of this. And for those top players, you know, little things like, you know, I, I think Rafa's already in Indian Wells for him. Oh, no, he's got to fly now to Miami. That's not going to break his bank at all. But, you but know, will Miami happen is the next yeah. question. I mean, let, let's go bigger picture right away. It's so I perfect. Mean, because, like, when will tennis happen again is the question. Because if Indian Wells gets canceled, why would Miami go on there's more cases in the miami area of confirmed coronavirus i believe i've heard than there are in uh the coachella valley which is the indian wells region and then and then the tours move to europe first masters event is monte carlo which is right on the border of northern italy which is one of the biggest affected areas mm-hmm. and then you get you know rome soon after that which is in this country with the with the most cases in europe and then you know if it gets canceled all those other places who's to say paris is safe and so it's just a question of when it will stop more than now that it started and it really has started tonight with this cancellation 
The question is, when will it stop? And and I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, we saw, and you know, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver sent out a memo to all the teams this past weekend: be ready to play games in your stadiums with essential personnel only in the building. That they may close it off to fans. With you know, the NCAA basketball March Madness tournaments coming up, obviously that's another big event that brings a lot of people together. But this is really the first you know American sporting event to uh, be canceled because of concerns about coronavirus. And you mentioned it. It do you think? it will literally be a tournament by tournament basis let's say you know that if things are safe in Paris they'll be good to go or if things are safe in Madrid for the Madrid Masters they'll be like okay we're going to play that but we're not going to skip Monte Carlo the idea of them playing any sort of event in Italy right now just seems completely unlikely do you think it's going to be on an event by event basis or do you anticipate a wave of cancellations coming you know I don't know (laughs) I really don't know and it's just it's tennis is so poorly set up for this kind of thing like i mentioned i mean indian wells is going to have competitors and teams and coaches and media and commentators whoever else coming in from all the hot spots from china from northern italy italy i mean yannick center who talked about at length at this tournament you know is from is from one of the most affected areas on the globe uh, of this of this uh disease so far so you know um yeah i don't know I, I think it's just a question of like who will roll the dice and then if it is all I think I referred to in one of my tweets I referred to Indian Wells was gonna be attempting like a tightrope walk in high winds. Basically, you know, if like one hot dog vendor tests positive or is even like in the same is exposed to it, does the whole tournament shut down then? Like what is the bar once you get going? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I think that it's we're gonna have to wait and see in a lot of levels and obviously there's all sorts of other ripple effects. Tennis is a small, small piece of this coronavirus story. Which, you know, for all of its relatively, for the numbers it's putting up in terms of people infected and people who have died from it, it's the numbers also are are significant on the financial impact side. And and tennis is more in that wedge of the pie. This is a business in terms of tennis being affected first and foremost. Um, And that will hurt. That will affect a lot of people. And a lot of people have a lot of free time on their hands suddenly. I'm I'm curious to see, and maybe we'll try to do a story on this or something, like what players do with their two weeks. Like... They're suddenly all sent home or they're all sent. They're all just like, you know, dismissed and, and there's no tournament next week. I mean, there's like a Phoenix challenger, which maybe will be like really high level. We'll see if like Rafa takes a wild card to the Phoenix (laughs) challenger or something. That'd be cool. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what the, what the domino effect is and what short term and long term things are for everybody. I think it's just a really great chance, you know, almost everybody, who I know has like too many books on their shelf and they're like, Oh, you know, I'll read those someday. Like now's your chance. Like that time is now you're now trapped inside because of a pandemic. Get, get to cracking open some books, people. Yeah, absolutely. Now is the time for, Hey, I've got, I wrote a feature on Francis Tiafo. Ben writes features each and every week, you know, go read those. Now's the time. To Lovely do that feature catch- on Francis Tiafo, by the way, oh, if I can say while we're here, Oh, it's too, so yeah. many gifts. <laughs> Well, that's a testament. I have really good producers and editors behind the scenes. It's it's not me. It's Daniel Westoff. You're really complimenting, and justifiably so. Uh, it's easy, you know, for me to just write a bunch of words. I'm the king of the run on sentence, uh, but for him to actually put some organization in there and get very much appreciated that you say that, Ben. And yeah, it you know it's uh, someone else said this joke, but I think we were all thinking it. You know, livestream.com backslash ATP and WTA is never going to see more action than it does over next week. I think there's two challengers, one in like Kazakhstan. I don't remember where the other one is, but yeah, people need their tennis fix. And like, look, I hope that Kazakh, Kazakh challenger gets put on tennis channel. I hope they have all the crew they have there 
full desk coverage of whatever match is going on. Let me see, let me pull up this thing. Oh, the Nerf Sultan One Challenger. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's see. Top seed here. Oh, Muhammad Safwat. Okay. Oh, you know this is oh, this is not the worst challenger I've ever seen. Uh, ooh, there's, there, there's a uh, a first round match between Alexei Zakharnov and Daniil Ozernoy. Sure. Sure. Honestly, I mean, like, I've, been, I've been hearing a lot about Ozernoy. Wonder what he's gonna do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- I mean, look, tennis will at least go on at some at some level, and this is very low level for some time. And you know, honestly, and if people are that addicted to it, you can keep doing it. Otherwise, like I said, just take time to you know talk to your family or do whatever other things you usually neglect while you're being addicted to tennis. I think we could all sort of use a a break. And this, like I said, this might be an extended break. This really might be a uh, a long time on the shelf for a lot of things. Yeah, I'm more of a Pachefstrom, South Africa type of guy, so that's where my eyes are from the Pachefstrom yeah. challenger. But no, you're you're absolutely right, and you know that gets me back. Andre to- Golubev in this Kazakhstan. I miss Andre Golubev. Yeah, no, for it's it's gonna be, look. This is the time where those players you haven't watched a lot of go do that YouTube deep digging. I'm telling you, 2012 Australian Open semifinal, Murray Djokovic. I could watch that every day and get enough from my tennis fix. Um, but yeah, I mean now's the time to go back. As you mentioned, do non-tennis things. But, you know, ultimately, to put a bow on this decision for Indian Wells specifically, uh, we kind of alluded to it at the beginning. But do you think this was the right choice? I mean, I know there are going to be far-reaching implications, but do you think the tournament made the right decision in canceling the event? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think they had to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, if anything, like I said, I think, if anything, I think it's probably they rolled the dice a bit and waited. But I just think with the current climate around this disease and the spread of it and the unknownness of it and the lack of faith that people seem to have in the government response to it, which I do think is a factor, um, you know, I think that they did have to, it would have been weird being there and having it going on. People would have been nervous. People would have been uncomfortable there. Ball boys in gloves and other silliness. I mean, um, who are they protecting the balls? I never understood that one. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, what what are they doing? Uh, So... And it's not like the ball boys wouldn't, like, wipe their face and then have that just be on the glove. It made no sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think this was the right call. And, you know, big picture, you know, Danny Wells is, is great as a tournament. And very bummed for you, first and foremost, that you don't get to go. Thank you. But we'll, we'll survive this. No, I, um, I agree. I, I think, um, you know, yes, I appreciate you saying that for me. And certainly, again, the idea you never want to jeopardize anyone's health over something as small as one tennis tournament when there are thousands of ten- tennis tournaments throughout the year uh, across the globe. So certainly uh, they can afford to let one go. That was the uh, last thing. I, I One more bonus thing. I saw you tweet that out, and I think Jose Morgado tweeted it out as well, beyond the rankings implications where these points will just drop off for a bunch of players with no replacement. But... Uh, in terms of playing this event later in the year, given mm. how jam-packed this, the tennis schedule is, do you think there's any scenario where they have that happen? No. <laughs> no, not not unless there's... I mean, it would take a lot of different dominoes falling down to clear up enough space, and but then suddenly California being clear again. I don't know. I mean, I, this, is, this is my first... This is my biggest pandemic of my lifetime, so I'm not totally sure how these things will play out, but... Um, you know, there's no open time in the calendar. It would have to be like late November or December is when there's blank space at the tour level in the calendar. And I don't think players are going to want to go to California at that time of year, even if the weather would be lovely in India Wells then, because um, it would be. But no, I, I think they just have to chalk this one up to, to being a loss. And 
you know, to get more nerdy on things. Like, there will this, like, what will they do about, like, countable tournaments for, like, the men? Like, will they adjust the formula for that now that there's a Masters tournament missing from the rankings? Who knows? I mean, maybe that's pretty that's pretty small potatoes kind of uh, very inside baseball talk. Um, but maybe that, that's something to, something to look for. Will like will like WTA, which has this sort of two tiered Masters, you know, two tiered Premier Five and Premier and Premier mandatories. Will they like change Rome? Not Rome. Rome is a different issue. But like, will they change like if Cincinnati happens? Will they make that? A premonitory in terms of how it counts or something. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But, yeah. No, I like – first of all, that's the sort of nerdy talk. That's why I texted you right after I, know, I saw the I tweet. Know. I was I was nervous to start saying that because I was like, I'm sure I can hear your ears perking up. <laughs> that's how but, it gets you know, to but, two hours. But <laughs> I do not want to do that. But I, I think that, uh, yeah, in terms of – yeah. I, I, I think – look, is it sad for Dominic team he loses 1,000 points? Yes. But that's always how tournaments work. I mean – Allison Van Oyfink, who was defending champion in Budapest, that tournament didn't happen this year, so she lost those points. Plenty of tournaments, pretty much every tournament San Quarry ever won was not there the next year, and so he's dealt with this many times in his career. Um, you know, these things happen, and uh, the, in, in the big picture, ranking points and stuff like that are, are pretty pretty small potatoes. Yeah, I mean, again, we talked about the Mitchell Kruger example. Certainly he would have loved to have that opportunity to earn a few wins at Indian Wells, but you're right, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, it is small potatoes. Although I will say, players like Sophia Kennan or Alina Svitolina or Joe Conta, who all made those decisions to play this week, as opposed to sitting the week out, even a guy like Adrian Manorino, who went down to Mexico and played the Monterey Challenger and ended up winning that event, you know, in hindsight now, that looks like a brilliant decision um, because uh, they got points on the board and as you mentioned uh, you know do you think again and we can end here but do you expect us to see any profession you know outside of the challenger in Phoenix or these challengers in Kazakhstan South Africa do you expect more events to be canceled in the next month well first of all I don't know what's gonna happen to that Phoenix challenger I mean it would seem to be facing all the same issues that Indy Wells is facing honestly Um, so who knows for now that's still on the board but yeah, I, it's gonna be a time of uncertainty and a time of a lot of just waiting and a time of you know, it could be it could be a dark period for tennis here, which tennis is not used to. But as someone who's you know, I'm also a fan of like the NHL or other sports that have had strikes or lockouts or things like that. It might, while not being a labor dispute in that same way, it might just feel like that. And tennis tournaments are different than uh, you know, like the NBA or NHL regular seasons, which are going on now where those things are rolling on still and probably will continue to roll on because Indian Wells hadn't started yet. Indian Wells was a distinct, separate event which can get taken off the board and not really affect the whole com- composition of the tour. You know, it's not like there's pieces missing to this hole right now. Like, you could have a tour with fewer tournaments. You could have a tour that didn't play for a month or two months and it would still be a functional, you know, system in terms of there would still be a race to London or a race to Shenzhen or whatever and it would still be okay. Um, just in terms of the structure of the tour. So in that way, tennis is actually pretty pretty durable. But a lot of these, for a lot of local fans, a lot of places, people have already bought tickets to go to their tournaments. I know De- Indian Wells is one of the biggest destination tournaments for people. And so that's a bummer for people. But the tour itself, I think, will will ride this out and, and does have capacity to, uh, to be okay. It will be some tough times, some thinner times, some less, you know, less uh less money being made by the mitchell cougars of the world but also there'll be no expenses you know you'll be home mitchell in texas which is lovely i'm sure this time of year and 
Yeah. Yep. Just just wait it out. We'll all wait it out. Yeah, we'll, I, I, I'll read our books and, and watch <laughs> Netflix and, and do whatever else and stock up on toilet paper. That's like, that's, it always gets me how that's the one thing people decide they need. <laughs> well, that's because if you've ever run out of toilet paper, you're like, I can't have that happen ever again. Um, so that's like a must fix. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It, you know, we talk so often about is the tennis season too long? Are there too many events? Certainly we're going to see what happens now when some events get canceled. And, you know, for us doing tennis content, tennis media, all of those best of the decade topics we left on the board, maybe we're going to have a little time to come back to that, to revisit those things, because certainly uh, it does seem like the results are going to uh, wind down. Okay, last last question, I swear. Um, that's my favorite phrase here. We're going to make sure shirts with that on them. Um, but for you, because you've covered the sport through things, you know, such as the Ebola crisis or, you know, swine flu and things like that. Um, this feels different, right? Yeah. I mean, Ebola never came close to touching tennis. Um, but I, you know, yeah, this is, this is the thing. And there's lots of things in the world. I mean, I was just in Australia, which had the wildfires, which is maybe a, maybe a closer parallel than Ebola to this, honestly, because it was sort of an environmental concern in the region that was growing and who knew how who knew how it affect uh you know last year the um hong kong tournament was canceled because of the democracy protests in hong kong the wta tournament there so tennis gets affected by the world tennis is not a bubble as much as we enjoy escaping into it it is still part of this crazy world we have and still vulnerable and fragile to all the chaos within so the world does not seem to be calming down anytime soon in many different ways, and uh, nor will tennis be a ocean of stability. I'm just also pointing out this tweet I just saw from Mackie McDonald, which says just two words: currently unemployed. <laughs> I mean, that's not a laughing matter, but that's a great. I, tweet. It's funny. I, yeah. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, no, it's, that's a great tweeter I saw because John Millman said he would have gone out uh, during Davis Cup or after the Davis Cup victory had he known. And Bruno Suarez responded saying, disappointed to hear you didn't go out no matter what. And I have to imagine tonight in Indian Wells, there are a bunch of players popping open. Oh, that. I bet the parties are lit tonight in Indian Wells, yo. They get two weeks of hangover time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's good thing. They no, should... I wish I was there. Yeah, no, they, if anything, maybe tomorrow they should just have them come play a hangover, like, 10-point tiebreaker tournament. Be like, okay, that's how we're going to do it. We're just going to get it all out in one day. But um, I'd be so into that. First of all, I, sidebar, I've always wanted the people to do that, to have just, like, one-day tiebreak showdown events. Mm-hmm. They've done the, they, I mean, they do them now, the tiebreak 10 thing, which is its own production. But, uh, yeah. Oh, Donna Vekic responded to my tweet. She says she's going to play golf during her time off, which, great. Honestly, if you're stuck in... That area of the world, lots of golf courses in any well. It's not a bad choice, Donna. So, uh, yeah. I was going out to visit my former club tennis doubles partner, Max Roth, and we had a golf scheduled for 9 a.m. Sunday, and now that's just not going to happen. Uh, so so yeah. you're not going to go? You're not going to go hang out and just have a good California vacay? Mm. I want this for you. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, but— If I, you can't get the flight—if you can get the flight refunded, get the flight refunded, but if you can't— think about it yeah no the thing is and again i have a mother who's a physician i was telling you this beforehand i already got the text alex you can't go to the turn don't fly right now there's no need to fly and for the record my mom doesn't smoke cigarettes that's just the impression i do of her um but yeah she, we'll see you know i, I have a, a, a easily attackable jewish immune system so i need to you know stay safe and keep in my bubble wrap but we'll see i there's again there's a usc ucla match on thursday i've never attended one of those in person uh tennis wise it was so funny i told my dad i was like 
oh, I'm going to a USC UCLA match and he or a USC UCLA something, and he's like, oh, you're going to a basketball game. And I was like, no, I'm going to a tennis match, Dad. Like, come on, do you know who your son is? Um, and so he was just <laughs> laughing about that. He's like, oh, I guess that's equally well, exciting. Why, why, don't you, why don't you spend this time getting to know your dad? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, look, I, I, well, the good news is I'll tell you how well I know my, as I just told you, I just moved to Indiana. I was talking to him on the phone and he's, I was like, so what's up with you? He's like, oh, nothing. I'm just sitting at my desk. And I was like, pants on or off? Uh, and he goes, nope, you know, it's after 9 p.m. The pants are off. Um, and so <laughs> he'll enjoy that little factoid being thrown in there. And he's a man of the whitey tighties still. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, and, you know, and I think that's our cue. I think this podcast yeah. has gone on long enough. <laughs> We usually save that sort of content for Patreon. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's exactly perfect. Well, for people who have a little bit more free time, Ben, can you let them know where they can find your work? Oh, my gosh. I will be all too findable over these next two weeks, I assume. Uh, <laughs> I At Ben Rothenberg on Twitter. Everyone should know. I assume knows that, for better or worse. And uh, No Challenges Branding is our podcast. We start our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon. So go Patreon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, for you, any you want to get out any Philly Flyers thoughts while you have the moment, or are you good to wrap this bad boy up? Oh, well, well, let's relate that to this. I mean, if the Flyers, who are like, I saw some odds calculation, they are currently like the you know the nerds' favorite to like win the Stanley Cup on probability because they're on this great run right now. If the if the cup gets canceled, the one year they were going to win it, like I will not enjoy that. That'd be terrible. <laughs> I'd be so mad. That's way worse than Indian Wells going down. Indian Wells, Indian Schmelz. Who cares? But, like, gosh, so I really hope they get together. They're doing wonderfully lately. They've won nine in a row. They're tied for first in the Metropolitan Division, which is a dopey name, but they're the best of it. And, yeah, very happy for them. I went to the Caps Flyers game last week. It was a delight. <coughs> Sorry, it's my corona. And uh, I was, you know, high-fiving people there, and I said, I joked at the time, like, if I'm going to get corona, it might as well be from a Flyers fan while we're winning in D.C., so. That's what I was yeah. telling my dad. I was like, Dad, if I'm going to get this virus, and again, we shouldn't be made, to all the people seriously infected by this, obviously, it's no laughing matter, but I was like, if I'm going to get this virus, the place I would want to get it the most is at Indian Wells, because it's the mecca right. of the tennis world, so, you know, if that's the way yeah. it's going to be, so be it, but obviously, this will continue to be a developing story and something we will monitor. I'm sure you guys will be writing about it, you know, you already have a piece up but i'm sure that piece will continue to evolve at the new york times but ben thank you so much for taking the time to hop on tonight really appreciate that and you know maybe you're gonna get to watch every no excuse to miss a flyers game for you over these next two weeks amen thank you alex yeah of course take care